0: Hey Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins.
1: I'm Paul Hankins.
0: And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, This week we're going to talk about our experience at WonderCon 2023, which was last weekend. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, We went down on, uh, it's a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we went down on Saturday. Right? Yes. And what was your impression?
1: Uh well it felt different uh-huh. this time uh it feels like i don't not sure if there were more people than there were before uh-huh. or less yeah <laughs> it's hard to say because whether or not there are more, more or less people depended on who you
0: asked <laughs> right and it also may depend where you were on the floor yeah there were places where it was dead empty yeah, there were places over by the the one hundred row and stuff. Yeah. Or it was unless you were in line for Funko, <laughs> there was really no line over there. Yeah, um, or you
1: were there for the signings at uh, seven bucks a pop. Right. And even then, that was more contained.
0: Right. And that wasn't seven bucks a pop, was it? No. Uh, <laughs>
1: they do have things that are seven dollars. Okay. Just not what they were doing there. Right. Okay.
0: Well, it was. It was. Um, yeah. It was kind of weird. There was no major publisher there. No. Like, I mean, not even a minor publisher. <laughs> I mean,
1: no. Like I uh, know we've seen IDW at WonderCon before. Right. Or Dark Horse, but they just weren't there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't. I don't know if that means foreshadows something for Comic Con or.
1: I don't know. I mean, Aspen was there, but that's Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> not knocking Aspen. No.
0: But they're not a major. Right. Um and so yeah, it was kind of weird t- I mean it, there were whole there were whole sections where it was not very busy and there were places where there was empty booths, yeah, and there were some booths where you know you could tell that somebody had arranged for it but hadn't shown up. I just think that's you know it, I don't know it, it almost made it, as I, I think I joked while we were there, we could just set up at someone's booth <laughs> and you yeah. know, sell power square uh so that was kind of disappointing. Uh, yeah, I was hoping to look for. I was hoping to like find some place to look for you know like new graphic novels or something yeah. really, and there really wasn't any. No, that were there was a lot of manga and stuff, but that's not really in, a lot of it wasn't in English.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were also like other like smaller groups that we
0: hadn't heard of. Right, um, and it was. The thing I noticed when the times we've been to uh, LA Comic Con yeah. is that there's a lot of there's well at least more at LA Comic Con there's non-comic book or entertainment related things, yeah. and here there was like a, it was a big display it was like a nursing school or something, yeah. and that was sort of a little like okay you know off the mark kind of you know what i mean and
1: maybe they were desperate for
0: exhibitors that may be and it was a very large booth i'm sure they made a lot of money off of them but it just seemed to be kind of like if you went to comic-con and saw that you'd be like what the hell you know (laughs) this isn't right um
1: although with uh san diego comic-con it also makes sense that the library the san diego library is a I have
0: no, no problem sense. with the library being there. Yeah. And it, and I think – I want to say the Anaheim Library was there. Yeah. And they're actually having some sort of – comic or having something later in April or something because I saw Don Wynn is going to it yeah. <laughs> uh, at the, at the uh, Anaheim Library. Uh, no, I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff because th- that's also the city you're in. Yeah. Uh, but just a nursing school just seemed a little out of place for me. Yeah. Uh, I get nothing wrong with it. And it was a little more – like a kind of more bizarre I mean not bizarre like bizarre Superman but more bizarre like walking through and people selling stuff right that kind of bizarre Uh, more than um, I mean there was a couple of people selling old comic books and stuff that wasn't that wasn't overwhelming either yeah and uh, there's the you know the usual things you see at those meal you know, places like, you know, we'll grade your comic books for I don't know how much or right. and that kind of stuff. It just it just seemed uh, yeah, really small this year to me. Yeah. And uh and maybe maybe things are jumping over at the uh, artist alley. Um drop my phone. <laughs> right. Um over at Artist Alley. But yeah. just on certain parts of the floor it was it was kind of empty. Yeah. that's now uh, there's a couple of things that always it's fun to go to conventions because it's the industry you're trying to be in yes and you do get to see people you know yeah and we know a few you know we got to of course Gary Tetzel <laughs> it's not a convention unless we run into him but we saw some people our Alec like Don Wynn was there yeah I think Don Wynn at every convention we've ever been to <laughs> um, he goes to a lot oh yeah and nothing against that it's just we always see Don Went. uh Stephen Stephen e. Gordon was there yeah uh Patrick Molesteros yes we think will be a guest on the show this month or yeah. next month um he was there uh and the, the usual you know suspects are always there um Sean Galloway yeah and Livio Raymondelli. yeah they're always they always seem to see them there right yeah yeah um but we and then we saw Steven silver and I actually bought something from him yeah uh, so yeah there's it just didn't seem like there was a lot of things to to really buy yeah really yeah it's kind of that, that was a little disappointing
1: well not anything that interested us.
0: Right, and then our interests are different. Than you know, everybody has their own rights to whatever they yeah. want to buy. But it just wasn't a lot of things there. You go, oh yeah, man, I got to have that. Right. I got that Kim Possible <laughs> characters because he, uh, Steven Silver, actually drew those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, that was kind of fun. Um, now
1: there was a booth that was uh gotcha pun. Uh-huh. Which those, uh huh. Just those slots.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, capsule machine. Yeah, we well, want to talk about that. You yeah. did. You you each did one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did a uh, Spy Family uh, capsule machine. What'd you get? Uh, I got. It was a one that was a figure, like small figures. Uh, I got your uh-huh. Forger. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, I sure we did one where it was uh. Like, small uh PlayStation accessories right. for uh, figures. Right. Uh, and there were a bunch there. A yeah. lot of Spy Family my Hero Academia. Yeah. Uh although there was trouble uh one time with uh the uh the credit machine. Uh-huh. And, uh, I also noticed that the, uh, every so often the, uh, someone from the booth, uh, would go through and, uh, take, get the coins out so they could be reused. Yeah, the tokens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They were, it was a little pricey.
1: sure. So there were also a lot of Demon Slayer. Right.
0: Um... It seemed a little on the pricey size, like six to eight dollars or more. Yeah, because it
1: was uh, two dollars uh, a token.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a you know, I mean, I, I'm used to you know, as a kid a quarter and you get, a little, you get yeah. kind of the same thing, but that was years ago, and uh, <clears throat> and it wasn't probably as cool. <laughs>
1: so uh, I know that. Uh, capsule machines in Japan uh, can also have varying prices. Right, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure those sort of mimicking, like, the 100 yen coin things.
0: Oh, yeah, probably. But that was kind of fun. Now, you also uh, you were there to get an autograph?
1: Yeah. Uh, We, at seven bucks a pop, we uh, got Neil Kaplan
0: and he is best known as... Well... For you. <laughs> <laughs> for,
1: for us, he is uh, Optimus Prime in the 2001 Transformer series. Uh, the 2001 Robots in Disguise. Right. Also known as Car Robots in Japan.
0: Now, I was I was there in line with you, and uh, most people were having him sign up Funko. Yeah. a character he did in Nar- Naruto? Naruto Naruto sorry <laughs> got all the letters just in the wrong order um
1: He's, uh, I, in Naruto he was Maduro Atiha and uh we had seen him before at LA Comic Con but didn't get his autograph then because it was like way too crowded at that point uh but I feel like based on that and Wonder the uh, WonderCon appearance. Uh, people most know him for Madra. Mm-hmm. Uh, although his th- uh, thing also highlighted that he was uh, Yamamoto in Bleach.
0: Now, but mo- again, most people were there to have him sign a Funko. Funko.
1: Yeah. Well, in the case of Seven Bucks of Pop, they specifically dealt with Funko, Funko Pops. Yeah,
0: understandable, uh, but it, w- it was, as you were saying, it's something related to what he did it's not really what he did is it
1: uh i back in focus okay um mm-hmm. i find it interesting with signings how most people from my own observation get a voice actor to sign something that's kind of related to the thing they were in as right. opposed to the thing they were in That, not that it never happens it's no. just from our Experience We mostly see something related to the thing they were in,
0: yeah. You try to get him to sign the you got him to sign the
1: uh, yeah, we got him to sign a uh, season one or DVD not season cover. one set because there's one season, <laughs> the uh, but, but a, yeah, thing that was a UK set that was the first half uh, because it had uh, Optimus on the cover.
0: Now, he was pretty cool about signing that, yeah, he now. Was. Now these, oh, so, I now we, so now we can say controversial things when we're blurry. <laughs> That's because <okay. laughs> uh, no one can see our face. Uh, Getting away from that, <laughs> he was. Um, it was like it was. He wasn't. I'll say cheap. the autograph. No, uh, in general,
1: autograph prices have been going up. Uh, as for voice actors, especially, uh, I guess you could say legacy voice actors right. that have been around for decades,
0: right? It, yeah.
1: Um, so it's the point are now thirty dollars seems very reasonable, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But he also put an extra little thing on yours, yeah, yeah, for for free, so he can't come back and try to bill us later. But um, yeah, I mean, it was there was a charge for the autograph? There was a charge if he wrote a. Know, uh, if you wanted a quote yeah and the length of the quote
1: yeah also mattered yeah uh and seven bucks a pop also distinguished with prices between uh whether you were getting something signed or you're getting a pop sign right <laughs> if you wanted a pop sign it was another ten dollars yeah or that cost ten extra dollars for the signature
0: well wow. yeah so that's mm. uh bearing uh, like a tier of pricing yeah. depending on what you're getting and who you're getting and some people were the guy next to him was also the same price yeah which i don't know who he was but yeah that is sort of a, a tiered pricing that's kind of a thing that's going to affect everybody yeah amc's doing it and whatever
1: uh we have run into like at like tf con and i did run into more reasonably Fairly reasonably priced autographs.
0: Okay. Did you get anybody there?
1: Well, uh, TF Con, we got the Autobot brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was really cool.
0: Now, uh, one of the things that uh, I try to do when I go to a convention, partly so I can write it off as a business expense, is go to panels about things I'm interested in. Right. Uh, it was kind of Slim Pickens. Yes. Uh, this time, for Saturday, there was stuff, I know there was a, how to get press coverage on a Friday and other things, so I'm not saying no. there's no worthwhile panels. But, but there
1: wasn't much that we were interested in on Saturday. Right.
0: Now, uh, you went to one that was about middle? Middle grade. Yeah. And did you learn anything about, you did learn something about middle grade. Hmm? You, the age range is not middle yeah, okay, school.
1: okay, so, yeah, they said it's kind of the name is kind of a missing over middle grade does not necessarily mean middle school uh since the although the exact age range also depends a little bit but it's generally eight to twelve uh that can mean uh like late elementary school to early middle school right okay but so. it's not necessarily it doesn't middle grade does not mean it's aimed
0: squarely at middle school so it's more like- it Fourth through eighth as opposed to
1: eight through nine? Uh it was like grades three through five and then like maybe grade six. Okay. Or something. Right. Uh
0: I don't know how they do middle schools. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, but middle grade is also like between chapter books in YA and uh the authors on the panel actually talked about how uh, they some of them, have, at least one of them, had written for, like, other age groups, uh, although they like uh, middle writing middle grade because middle grade uh, handles a certain period in someone's life where it's like they're just sort of starting to uh, get out into into the world outside of their comfort zone right something like that and uh i don't remember the exact that's fine I'm not, I don't <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a particular time in their life and then also uh what some of them didn't mm-hmm. like about uh why a was the fact that uh uh it's uh that realm is kind of like high school right in terms of the attitudes of the authors right uh like they care YA authors care a lot more about like your follower count on social media and middle grade it's like that doesn't matter as much right
0: it's kind of more chill
1: (laughs) To I'm, an extent, I'm
0: sure that those kids are aware of social media by that age. Yeah. But, but they're, they're probably not. The but like
1: YA that. more obsessively cares about like, follower count. Eh. It's basically high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they uh, middle grade. It was interesting hearing insights about writing middle grade from uh, middle grade authors.
0: Okay. Uh, I went to one while well, you were doing that called. Balancing Your Day Job and Your Passion Project, A Survival Guide. And? Uh, it, was, it was moderated by Mallory Shoemaker and Jordan Denny Ellis, who both know each other. They both work at Adobe. Uh, and they both had kind of a little vague about their passion project. Oh, well, one of them was, uh, uh, was trying to r- print a book of poetry, and one of them got into Etsy clothing and stuff when they were a nanny in New York and had free time. Uh, and they uh, they talked about all their projects that they're working on, but in sort of general terms, not yep. really, you know, doing this and this and this. Um, and I actually uh, followed them on Twitter, like, you know, what they, and wrote out the one of them thanking them for the panel, but I did hurt back or anything. A little tear. Anyway, so they had uh, basically five tips. I mean, a lot of it was about them, right. you know, and, and, they knew each other and worked together. So it wasn't, uh, so they already kind of were pretty copacetic. Um, so what they were saying is there are five tips where one is done is better than perfect. You want to get it done and you could, you know, spend forever being perfect about something. It'll never be perfect. Yeah. So just be happy that you got it done, you know, or try to get it done. Uh, don't monetize everything, which is, uh, <laughs> true with us. Um, but the idea is that, uh, do projects that aren't necessarily trying to make money off of. Or, you know, you're not trying to, everything you do is not to try to make money. Yeah. Um, then there were, uh, take breaks, you need them. Uh, one of the things they were talking about is, uh, take 30 minutes to go walk or something like that. They weren't say, they weren't talking about taking vacation for a right. year away, away, but to sort of like not, not regulate your time so tightly that you can't get out of your chair and go do something and so you need kind of mental break. And it's, you know, you walk around sometimes, right? Yeah. You kind of get, sometimes you think about stuff that's related to what you want to do. Sometimes it's just nice not to think about anything. Yeah. Um, Pick and choose your projects. Um, I guess they were talking about how, uh, you know, you can get get overloaded doing too many projects. Right. Never get anything done. And so just sort of be uh, selective. And then a day job does not equal failure, which I thought was nice to hear. Uh, that you can, st- you can still be creative, but if you're not making a living off of it, that's still cool. Yeah. So I um, passed that along. And, I, and I, I, I wrote about that in my uh, blog, weekly blog, about writing that I do a week in writing, This is a plug. Um, but anyway, uh, And then there were kind of fun panels. Yes. Like the cartoon voices. voices. Yeah, which we try to go to pretty much every time. Yeah. And what did you think of that?
1: Uh, it was fun. Uh, the only problem was we were next near we a speaker. Right. And a couple of the voice actors were particularly loud. Yeah. Yeah, really loud.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is just their style, wasn't yeah. it? Um. It's always interesting because you it's a different panel pretty much every time yeah he talks about all the things they do because you think of them as doing what uh, one, one two things I' learned was there's tons of of uh, cartoons have been out there that I've never heard of yeah because they're always I was so and so and something hey you, know, like, you know what I mean yeah. there's just tons of stuff out there going on which is great for if you're a voice actor yes. and that they also do other things besides do voice acting yeah. Um, some of them were like you know a uh, I guess one of uh, one of the uh, women was relating her uh, she does voice work at Tokyo Disneyland yeah I mean I assume it's pre-recorded <laughs> you, know, you, you yes. did it once but it's her voice uh, introducing you to uh, was it uh, it's a small world yeah uh, the English uh, voice there it's her I mean so and I assume she gets some sort of royalty or something for probably. Uh, and then some, one of them was an announcer on some game show. And, Price is Right. Uh, no. It, it was wasn't the Price is Right. It was, a, It was, uh, it Elizabeth was, Banks' yeah, show. Was, right. I don't, and I don't know the name of it out of my head. Uh, right. But the guy that does the Price is Right may be a voice actor. <laughs> I don't no, know. I, I don't know. It's fine.
1: Definitely the wrong show.
0: Um, and then their, um, you know, they do stuff, you know, commercials and a lot of different audio books. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of different avenues if you're good. And the nice thing about these is they, uh, actors, is they have a range of voices. It's not just my speaking voice is my, because there's a lot of celebrity that, you know, you see in, here in movies and stuff. They just It's just their speaking voice usually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was nice that these are people that have range. And can do different voices for different characters. Yeah, and they were doing Rapunzel. He yeah,
1: Mark Evanier, who moderates the panel, usually has uh, one of like three scripts.
0: Yeah, and I want to say it reminded me of the um, fractured fairy tale that was in Bumblekle. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of uh. uh pressure. Pressure luck, Okay. Um,
1: the games we were thinking of us, Pryster <laughs> okay. Uh
0: He does that. Um, but so it was interesting. They, and this was the first time I, they didn't actually get through it. Usually yeah. they get through the whole thing. So he, he promised they'd come back and <laughs> at Comic-Con. I'd, I'll i be surprised if it's the same panel. But that yeah. was kind of cool. So that's always fun. Yep. That's that's always a fun, th- fun uh, panel. And if you have a chance, if you're going to a comic book convention that has that, I'd recommend you do it. Yeah. But I don't know how, outside of WonderCon or Comic-Con, I don't know where else they have those. I don't know either. Maybe New York Comic-Con, something like that. But we don't know. So anyway, um, one thing that we did learn is uh, parking can really mess you up. Yes. Um, we tried to park at the – we were going to go to a Fleischer uh, card you know. panel, and we got, we got down there – in plenty of time but couldn't park the car. Took an hour to par- find a place to park. Yeah. So that can be a real <laughs> painful experience. <laughs> Didn't need to be, really. Yeah. So anyway, so if you if you go to WonderCon, maybe you don't want to try to park at the convention center. No. I'll let you figure out where to park. <laughs> but not the convention center. Alright. So that kind of wraps it up, right? Anything else you want to say about WonderCon?
1: Uh, I did want to say one thing about uh, middle grade. Sure. Is uh, the POV is almost always from like a child. Uh, Either someone who is the same age or a little little older than Mm -hmm. the target demo. It was usually I've heard like you usually want to read about someone who is around your age or a little older right uh of course kids will read they also mentioned kids will read anything
0: that interests them right
1: like uh Stephen King
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's always those kids that are reading that stuff
1: like they mentioned like it uh-huh. uh, is still like a child's POV.
0: Right. Even okay.
1: though it's it has a lot of like horror and sexual content and stuff, it's still a child's POV. Uh, uh I won't get too deep into that, but uh so you almost you almost never see an adult POV.
0: Okay. That makes sense. You're trying to you're trying to imagine that it's somebody like you having the adventure. Yeah. Not, yeah, your dad or your yeah. grandfather having the adventure. You want it to be somebody like you. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a way into reading. Yeah. Okay. Good point.
1: Uh, uh, that, was, that was kind of something I wanted to bring up. Okay,
0: that's fine. That's, that's just the form to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week is going to be our book club. Yes. We're doing what book? Stray Dogs. Right. So, uh, hope to see you back for that. Until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared.